Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Robin Wheelhouse Show. I'm Wheelhouse, and I'll be joined tonight by Corey Hightower. Tonight we're going to talk about the 21-1 victory over the Seattle Mariners, the series sweep, Garrett Cole. We're going to talk about how Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander may just be one of the best pitching duos of all time. We're also going to hit on the topic of Kyle Tucker and how he's contributed big time since he's been called up a second time. And who will be the odd man out on the playoff roster. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy the Robin Woodhouse Show. Hey, good evening, Corey. Hey, how's it going? Man, it is going good, especially after the day that we had today and even the weekend. I mean, full of sports adventure is, are in the air. Definitely. Over under, Texans scored less than the Astros scored today. What you got? Um, I say under. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that's pretty pessimistic of me, but yeah, at this point, I think under. <laughs> Dude, that was unbelievable. So, like, I didn't actually sit and watch the game every single play. We just got a new cable service, and so I was playing with that all day. But I was watching the updates, and then I was able to watch some of it. Um, I was listening to it, watching the updates on Yahoo. I was just like, "Wait, it was eight to eight to one, or you know, or whatever." And then it was like twelve to one, and then it just it just kept growing. And I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I checked out in the fourth inning. I was like, "Yeah, this is over." You know, it's as much as I want to watch my team slaughter another <laughs> team. It's like, all right. Let's turn on a little football. This is over. Oh, know? yeah. <laughs> Same old. I mean, that's how old we are as fans, I guess. Like, ah, yeah, just another 21 run route of another team. Oh, know? I know. And, it, I mean, it, it's, you know, they – good Lord. They scored four runs or more in, like, the second, the third, and the seventh inning. So, it's it's like, you know, um, we were we were kind of texting back and forth earlier discussing kind of like, hey, you know, wh- what topics do we want to hit on? Um so let's so let's get right into it. Aside the fact that they scored twenty one runs, let's look at let's look at Garrett Cole. Okay, um, what did he do today that only one other pitcher has done in Pedro Martinez? I mean, if with Cole, you're lucky to guess anything with revolving strikeouts <laughs> at this point, man. And you you probably be spot on, even if you know zero about baseball. You just tell me. Uh, he probably broke some kind of strikeout record. You'd All right, close. exactly. No, yeah, so um, he recorded 15 strikeouts in eight innings. And um, so he's only the second pitcher in Major League history to record 14 or more strikeouts in three consecutive starts. That's pretty outstanding. That is. Now, who was the other one? It was, it was Pedro. Pedro Martinez. It was Pedro. The Reds. 
Pedro has. Yep. Yes, it was it was Pedro Martinez, you know, and we know when he was at the height of his career, um, he was an absolute beast. You know, he was a formidable opponent. Um, yeah, yeah, Pedro was out of his mind. So, I mean, yeah. what do you think with Garrett Cole, you know, doing all this stuff, um, do you think he makes a very good case for Cy Young this year? Because everybody keeps saying it's going to be Justin Verlander. But do you think they're kind of one and one A right now? Oh, for sure. It's going to be one of those two. Um, if I had to pick one right now, just the eye test and really not diving into the numbers, which I have here, I would say Verlander. Uh, I really think Verlander might get a little more votes than Cole just based on maybe like reputation, maybe what he's done during the season, being the number one starter instead of the number two starter like Cole. I don't – you know, different people vote different ways. But, yeah, you can bet money it's going to be one of them. It's a 50-50 shot. It's going to be Verlander or Cole. But right now I think I might give the edge to Verlander, even though, like, I can run down these numbers. Cole has slight advantages in some categories. Yeah, I think Cole – doesn't Cole have more strikeouts per nine innings? Um, Yes. And what yeah. he's got thirteen, he's got thirteen point five eight K nine, and uh, Verlander's got eleven point eight. Right, and I don't know if you notice this. It seems like Cole has gotten more consistent run support than Verlander as well. It's you know it was kind of the story last year too. Like I don't know what happens to the offense when Verlander takes the hill. You know it was the same story last year. It's it's one of those things you just really can't explain. Like. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy because he's out there. You know, he's he's thrown way more innings than Cole has, you know, but that's a crazy thing. He's thrown more innings than Cole, but, you know, Cole has him on the strikeouts per nine race. Oh, yeah, race. definitely. Um, if you have the numbers, what are what is their what is their whip right now? Do you have that? Uh, yeah, I can tell you real quick. Because, you know, that's where I'd like to see. Because I know Cole sits at 281 strikeouts. Um, you know, like you, he's got 184 innings pitched this season. And I just, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, and I'm not going off the premise that I think Verlander, squeaks out the win because he's Justin Verlander. But I think with what Garrett Cole's doing at the height of his career in a free agent type season where, you know, everybody knows he's going to be the hottest thing on the market next year. um, I think players respond in one of two ways. They either buckle under pressure or they step it up. And I think with Cole, not only is he stepping it up this year, but I think he has potential to do this for several more seasons in a row, you know what I'm saying. So, I think I think Cole could very easily win this um, out from under Verlander, but I just I think Verlander gets it because he's been in there longer. Name exactly, and it'll it just and like I said, different people vote different ways. Like some voters for the Cy Young want to see those ERA numbers where Verlander has Cole beaten ERA not by much with a two point five two and. You know, Cole has a two eight one. Uh, I mean, that's not much. Or you know, if they want to vote strictly off WAR, where Verlander has a five point five and Cole hasn't beat by one point with a five point six. 
You know, it, it just depends. Or you want the win losses. Verlander has more. He has three more wins than Cole. Cole being fifteen and five, and Verlander being eighteen and six. So, I mean, it's it depends on how you want to look at it as a as a voter. You, it, it, it's not a wrong choice. It, it's not. I would hate to be a voter because I wouldn't know who to vote for. I mean, it's probably going to be Verlander, but it's it's a tough choice to make. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you think Cole and Verlander are? one of the top, if not the top pitching duos that we've seen in the last 50 years? Definitely. I mean, you look at what the the numbers show. I mean, I can't remember a, a duo that just one-two punch this dominant since, you know, Schilling and Johnson paired up with the D-backs. Um, that, and off, that's, a, that's a spitballing off the top of my head. I mean, it's like these guys feed off each other. You know, like Verlander wants to go out and throw a no hitter. Well, it's like, okay, I'm going to show up the next day and punch out like, what do you punch out? Like 16. He punched out. Yeah. You know, it, how many? Yeah. Was it 16? He punched out the next day and like half the innings that Verlander right. took too. So, I mean, I mean, it's a competitive edge. I mean, you feed that, they feed off each other, obviously. You know, you know, and one of the things that I've loved about Garrett Cole this year is when he gets down in the count or he doesn't get calls his way you know, or someone gets a hit, he takes it personally and he gets angry and the anger doesn't cause him to be wild. The anger actually makes that ball go straighter or stay in the zone. And it's just been unreal. He's got this, he's got this like eye of the tiger mentality, you know? Oh, definitely. He, that's where he's improved from last year. I believe is he's, he's found his spots now. I mean, anytime you can reach back and grab a hundo, uh, whenever you want, you have to play to that as a hitter. But now he's spotting up a hundo. Like, good luck. You know, as a hitter, it's just like you have to just take a rip at it and hope your bat finds the ball. Exactly. If he's spotting a hundo. Or last year, it was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to touch a hundo, but I'm not really sure this is where it's going. Now it's like 3-2 count. As a hitter, you pretty much know, like, it's he's going to come at you. And that's where I like him as a pitcher is he really – he doesn't pitch to – you're, he doesn't pitch to your weaknesses. He's going to pitch to his strengths. You know, it's going to be like, hey, I throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, you know, hit it. Here it comes. You know, if you hit it, you hit it. If you don't, sorry. You know, I'm not going to pitch to your weaknesses. I'm going to pitch to my strengths. Right. So, okay, so we see all this magnificent stuff that he's doing. Not only is he more appealing to the Astros to, you know, offer up a big contract, but you know that, teams all over the major leagues, East Coast and West Coast teams are chomping at the bit and they want him bad. Um, do you think that if there was ever a player that you go out and you overspend that Garrett Cole is that guy? Yes. I mean, he's only 20, 29. He turned 29 today or something like that. I mean, you, he's got longevity. Like He's got plenty of bullets left in that arm. Uh, I just don't see the Astros overspending. I just think that they've seen what they've done based on their budget, and they're saying, why change it now? You know, why are we going to go break our cycle and overspend on hmm. somebody? And I just don't think that there's room in the budget to back up the Brinks truck and pay. Like, he, I, like I don't know. He's such a hard guy to read character. Um, I don't know if he's the type of guy to say, I want to get paid you know, I want to be compensated like I'm pitching, which is a huge deal. You know, six-figure, six-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper-ish. You know, it's – I mean, he's pitching at a Cy Young caliber. Anytime you pitch at a Cy Young caliber, you get paid like that. So, 
I don't know if he'd take a competitive discount and say, if I stay here, I have a chance of I'm going to make the playoffs almost every year pretty much. Um, I get to be in a competitive rotation. I don't know if he has the same tools that we have available in our pitching department as if some other teams have. You know, he's saying, man, I've pitched the best baseball I've ever pitched in my career when I've come to Houston. Like, if I leave Houston – do I continue that success or is Houston kind of the key to the drives this engine? I don't know. I don't know what's going on in his head right now, but it's going to be something that's going to be talked about all offseason. No, yeah, definitely. It is definitely going to be the topic du jour, I think. I think once the season ends, um, you know, going into the future, let's say they, they complete the take it back mission, you know, the first question they're going to ask him um, when they win the World Series is, what are your plans in the offseason? Do you plan on returning? You know they're going to ask. I mean, that they're going to ask him that. They're going to – you know what I'm saying? That's going to be the question they ask. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be asked. I think if Garrett – I think if they win, I think it solidifies Garrett's uh, – Garrett Cole's probability of signing here for a little bit lower rate than what people would assume he would to maybe – go through a championship run like you've never seen it before for the next two or three seasons. Yeah, I definitely, that's why I said the competitive discount. Like I said, I don't know what goes on in his mind. If he's the type of person to say, you know what, I don't need to get paid, you know, that much more money and go to a franchise that's not going to win anytime soon, maybe. Or, I mean, there's going to be teams that are just going to hand him a blank check and say, write what number you think is right in here. And so, it just we're not going to be able to do that. So it's going to come down to how much does he like playing here? That's, that's going to be it. That's yeah, that's, that's insane. So, you know, that is a, that is a topic we could probably talk on for a long time, but I want to, I want to get to the Astros offense today. They had 11 doubles in the game today. Every player got a hit that was in the game. Um, even even Miles Straw got a hit. Miles Straw was three for three today. I mean, that it was it was just unreal what they did. So the so the previous record for their, you know, for the Astros, um, I think was I think was eight doubles. And the overall record was set like in nineteen thirty one. They were two doubles away from it, it was thirteen. Um but I mean a how many games do you remember watching growing up where you've seen so many, like, so many extra base hits? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen 15-hit yeah, games. Crazy. Yeah, I've seen 15-hit games, maybe, like, nine singles. But to have 11 doubles, it's just unreal. Yeah, I think um, – I can't remember what the score was in the third inning. I'm pretty sure they already had, like, eight runs. But they that was – Alex Bredman hit a single. And that was – they didn't get a single – until the third inning, and the score was already close to double digits. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, in the third, at the end of the third, it was um, thirteen to nothing. Um, that was the yeah. that was the nine run inning. <laughs> so, yeah. but I mean, I mean, dude, this is insane. So Alvarez goes four for six, Straw goes three for three, um, Toro goes two for five, uh, Marisnik goes three for six. I mean. It was almost like the Mariners are suddenly fielding the 
their their Tacoma single A or double A. You know what I'm saying? It's like Yeah. Oh yeah. And can we talk about how bad they were defensively? Oh. There's two things I took away from that Mariners game and that was how bad I mean little league mistakes defensively and like a habitual in D Gordon. I can't I can't count. And since D Gordon has been like once they moved him to center field when they originally traded for him and took him away from that second base spot uh, when they had, like, I think it was Gene Segura, mm-hmm. like, crazy clubhouse drama going on. He has not been the same since. Like, no. <laughs> he is terrible he also, defensively. He, is stride. he also hasn't been the same since he got off steroids. Yeah, uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> he has been terrible. So, and then the second thing I took away from that Seattle game was the fall of Felix Hernandez. Like, I, I feel for that guy. I mean, that was one of the most dominant picture, pitchers in our time when he was in his prime. And now you look at him now, he can barely touch 90. Curveball doesn't have as much bite on it. It's like – and then you see D. Gordon make that in, the, like, the first or second inning. He was about, yeah, two outs. Mm-hmm. And then he makes a horrible play at shortstop and two runs score. Yeah. And then next day, the next bad bat, Jake Risnick goes bridge and takes him deep with two outs. And I like, I feel like, look at his eyes. I'm like, man, I feel you. That, that's that's a painful, that's just a painful transition to somebody who's on the downside of their career. You hate to see it. And you know, I I actually had this thought when I was watching him pitch, not well, watching the highlights, and I was listening to the game actually when he was in the game, and I was like, I wonder what Brent Strom could do with Felix Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's up there in age, man. That's true. And I, I just, I don't think even Brett Strong can fix that one. I don't, man. He's, he has fallen from grace. So it's tough to see. He's one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Yeah, he's kind of gotten to the point where he's got looks, even going where shots couldn't cure, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, what I, what I thought was great about this game. Um, now, you know, Springer did hit the home run. Um, he was one for seven today, um, but, you know, he's come back off the concussion protocol. But all the names that I mentioned are their younger guys. I didn't, I didn't mention Bregman. I didn't mention Altuve or Springer. Um, you know, and we've got to remember, Correa is still out of the lineup. I mean, this team's scoring 21 runs without Correa. Um, you know, where do you see – do you see Correa? And I know I know Yuli's – Yuli's probably not as serious as Correa, but do you see him coming back healthy before the playoffs and, and like, really contributing? Do you think he'll have a fire because he's been on the sideline so much this year? Or From what I've heard uh, from the team that um, he was running on the field today and that he felt good. Um, a quote from Hitch was he's taking a step in the right direction and should be back in before the end of the season. Now, will he be contributing? He's probably going to take him a while to get back in the swing of things because you've been out for so long. But, I mean, from what I've heard and reports that he's laughing and joking and vibing again. So, will he contribute? I hope. I mean, when he came back, you know, when he come back from the last injury, it looked like he didn't miss a step. Right. So, it's everybody's timetable is different from – Injury, returning from injury, maybe Correa can just fall right back in this place because there's not as much pressure now. You know, uh, it, it, you talk about the young guys picking up the slack. I mean, Yuli's not in the lineup. Correa's not in the lineup. You know, Brantley took a day off today. Yes. So yeah. it's like, man, you know, it's, it's talking about the young guys picking up the slack. It's, there's no pressure for Correa. We're not in a division race. 
You know, the only thing we're competing for is home field advantage in the AL at this point. So there's no pressure for him to rush or return or, man, we need you to get these clutch hits and, you know, situational hitting. So I feel like the, the odds are in his favor to make a good comeback. No, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, how about, how about Kyle Tucker, man? He is – he has really um, – there has not been a whole lot of Kyle Tucker slander or shaming that I've seen online. The <laughs> Kyle Tucker doubters have kind of found a hole or gone back under the rock that they've crawled under. They'll come back out when he goes over. Yeah, when he goes over, they'll come back out. You know, they'll, his, <laughs> when he goes over in a game, they'll, they'll come back out. Yeah, they're like, I told you he wasn't any good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, Tucker's putting up impressive numbers. Uh, since he's come up, it's it's he's impressed me. Like I I, t- I said earlier in the season, uh, when he was in AAA, uh, he struggled off the bat, and that worried a lot of people. All that told me was he went down to AAA and uh, he was working on something because within a month you saw the explosion of offensive numbers. So that tells me he figured it out, and then the continued success into the major leagues. Whatever he was working on the first few months in the minors it served its purpose. He's figured out whatever it was. Whatever little change it was mechanically in his swing, he's figured it out. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, his – you know, it's it's interesting because him and Alvarez, I know they're different players, but they have a swing. Like, I don't know, some guys when they hit the ball, it just looks like they absolutely crush it, like they put everything into it. But when Alvarez and Tucker both hit the ball, it's almost like they're doing a soft, like, golf swing like they're in BP. But the ball just like just just explodes off their bat. Yeah, and um, fun fact: uh, they have the MLB has three categories split up for contact: soft, medium, and hard okay. contact. And uh, Tucker has zero soft contact. He has thirty four percent hard hit and fifty four point one what they consider medium contact. As far as exit velocity goes, wow. he has zero soft contact. Yep. Well, hey, you know, there's there's something to be said. Um, you know, and um, I kind of highlighted, you saw in the Stroh's 411, um, I made the little picture where you remember his brother, Preston Tucker. Um, I remember he was a barehanded hitter. He had the tape on his wrist. And, you know, he's kind of like, he kind of had, he, he kind of takes after his older brother, but whatever, whatever he's done, you know, some guys have it, some guys don't. Um, it's, it, it's, yeah. just, it's just fun to see him coming along and contributing and, you know, smiling. I mean, I mean, he look he looks comfortable out there. He doesn't look, you know, he's not bright at anymore. Um, he looks like he belongs, just like Alvarez. You know, and um, Abraham Toro. I mean, you know, I re- I really like him. I really I, I really think he's going to develop into a decent major leaguer. Do you think Toro though is one of the odd men out when it comes to the playoff roster? It's tough. If you want to go Tucker versus Toro, as far as who gets a spot when the playoff time come around, it it might be Toro just because of how crowded that outfield is mm. for Tucker. Yeah. You know, it's – and our infield health has been slacking. You know, you talk about Diaz goes down, Yuli goes down, Correa has gone down twice. You know, Diaz has gone down twice also. So it's kind of like as hit, you're like, eh, I might need to carry another infielder with me instead of an outfield, who, knock on wood, has remained pretty healthy uh, throughout the season. You've seen them. They like to plug Alvarez in the left field every now and then if they can't DH him. So ah, it's tough. Um, if you look at the numbers, they're awfully similar. Obviously, Tucker has a smaller sample size with only 20 at-bats versus Toro has 55 at-bats. But 
I mean, Tucker has six hits, where Toro has 11. True. So he's creeping up. Uh, he has one home run, where Toro has two. And he also has uh, Toro beat in RBIs with five versus four. Um, where it gets really similar is the contact rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the contact rate, it pitches inside the strike zone. Kyle Tucker makes contact 86% of the time, whereas Toro makes contact 83% of the time. That's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, that I means both numbers are amazing. If you're hitting, if you're getting balls in the strike zone and you're making contact 80% of the time, uh, <laughs> that's a coach's dream. Oh, that is. And then outside of the strike zone, uh, Tucker's hitting 60% outside of the strike zone, and, and Toro's hitting 82% outside of the strike zone. So very similar numbers except the outside of strike zone. But uh, back to that contact rate, Toro has 31% soft contact, 40% medium, and 28% hard contact. So Tucker's obviously going to put up more power numbers than Toro, but I, it's tough. I think Toro might stay on the roster just because of the infield. Mm. Now, is, is, is Miles Straw, do you think he's a part of the equation? I don't know if the roster is big enough. I haven't. I haven't sat down and written out like who all they're going to keep for pitching. So, so for those listening to the show, I apologize. I just don't have a list in front of me, but is, do you think straw is in the clubhouse when the playoffs start or, you know what I'm saying? Because he's, he's, I feel like you have to, yeah. man. Yeah. You've got a guy who can go to home. Yeah. You know, like today, I mean, you had an Alvarez piss missile down the first baseline, which, most guys probably would have stopped at third. Mm-hmm. You know, Pettis would have put a stop sign. Instead, Straw is strolling home. Yeah. I mean, you have to you have to have speed like that in the playoffs to make those situational moves, kind of like the Fisher for McCann substitution on second base in game five. Right. You know, if, if you don't have Derek Fisher to make that – to score from second to home on that play, it, it, we're not winning that game. Yeah, that's true because you so, could – You have to have speed. Yeah, you could um, plug Straw in like – um Maldonado gets on base or even um, Chirinos or Diaz, you know, some of the guys that aren't as fast um, and you could use yeah. him. I just, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. I, you know, one of the, one of the things I do hope though with Correa is that they figure out for sure what's going to happen with him. And, and I hope he at least gets at least two weeks under his belt before the playoffs. Cause I think it sure would be hard for him. Because, man, once you get to the playoffs, I mean, you're facing everybody's best pitcher. You know, everybody's on their A game. Um, you're not facing Detroit or Seattle or these, you know, scrub teams. And so that's the only thing. I, I really – I think the Astros need him to come back sooner rather than later. Um, but with this lineup, it's so potent, man. It's just, it's just unbelievable how – just how strong it is. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up we're not playing scrub teams. And that's where I'm always leery. Like, hey, not everybody, like, hey, don't get caught up in the numbers. Like, this Astro team has very good numbers. But that's playing against the whole league. You know, there's, there's – our division's not very competitive outside of the athletics right now. Right. So, it's like these numbers are slightly inflated. So, it's like you realize when you get to the playoffs, this American League is going to be tough, man. There's no easy scenario. Oh, no. You know, you look at if you try and play like, oh, maybe I would rather match up with the Minnesota rather than like, let's say Cleveland and the A's duke it out in the wild card. Right. And Cleveland gets Cleveland gets out of that. I just Cleveland rotation has been nasty lately. Mm. 
So I would much rather see the Yankees play them in the first round where they have to face a Shane Bieber, who is also a Cy Young candidate, the reigning AL pitcher of the month in, you know, Mike Clevin. Yeah, uh, I'd rather – yeah, yeah. I'd rather take a Twins with a potent offense, but not so much with, you know, their starting rotations pretty bad. Like Michael Pineda just got another 60-day suspension for I saw that. breaking the substance abuse policy. You know, oh, yeah, he's always been a real character guy. So that's really surprising <laughs> for me. So, <laughs> you know – I, it's just no easy route. You take the Twins, but then you got the Yankees, you know, and you're obviously not going to have home field advantage. So, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. And I guess I tell people don't get caught up in numbers. You know, numbers are a big, like, mirror, like a charade kind of thing, kind of like a mirage. Right. Uh, that's the word I'm looking for. People get so caught up. Like, people got caught up on our numbers last year, and numbers got us, a you know, an exit. Exactly. So, uh, People, the eye test, it's, you have to look at it 50-50. You have to look at the eye test from a baseball standpoint and the numbers included um, to really see this team for what it is, which I think is way better than last year's and 2017's team. No, yeah, you know, you know definitely. Um, one, of the, one of the things, I, you know, I just – I'm thinking about right now when, when, it comes, when it comes playoff time is that – I think as long as we're dialed – oh, you know what? I was going to ask you this, okay? Um, I know Verlander and Cole are going to be dialed in. Um, do you think there's any way – now, I'm saying this right after Miley had his first ever career, like where he exited the game without recording out. I know it was a really bad outing. But overall, the overall body of work, do you think there's any way A.J. Hinch puts Wade Miley third, or do you think that's a kind of Grinky has earned that third spot and that's why they traded for him? Because I've, I've heard some people discussing that, saying, well, why wouldn't you put Miley third? And I thought, well, I mean, I would like him to be third. Um, just, just, you know, Grinky hasn't, hasn't been, you know, super exciting um, since he's been here. I mean, he's got several – he's got a few wins under his belt. But do you think that's at all a possibility, or do you think there's, like, no way A.J. Hinch makes a move like that? Uh, it's going to be tough. I think if you're just basing off of experience, um, you put Grinky mm-hmm. at three. But, I mean, Wade had a very decent outing. If you remember last year, you know, the Milwaukee was almost in the World Series. Yes. I watched that game. Wade Miley got pulled extremely early. Council jerked him too early, went to the pin, and then that solo shot was given up, and it was all downhill from there. Oh, yeah. That almost that pretty much cost the trip to the World Series. Miley was dealing. So, I mean, if it's up to me, I'm putting Miley number three. Yeah, I think um, so too. Why not go in order of the, the ERA leaders in, in the MLB? You know, go in order. You know, Grinky's good. Don't get me wrong. Grinky's been there. He knows the moment, but – I mean, Miley, if he hasn't earned your trust by now, I mean, what else does he have to prove? Right, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, that's been my thinking, of course, you know, covering him all year with the with the articles that I've been writing. I just I just think that, um, you know, why wouldn't you? I just – I don't – you know, of course, I don't, I don't know A.J. Hinch personally, and so I don't really have any insider, like, insight on his, on his thought process. But um, I would just think that – you you would put Miley in there um, just because he has done such a phenomenal job, um, you know. And when you watch him pitch, you know it's such a big difference when you go two guys that are throwing upper nineties and then you go to Miley. I mean, that's a big uh, mental adjustment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and at the pace, you know, the pace I mean, is Miley big. is gonna 
he is he is Uncle Manfred's wet dream. <laughs> he is like pace of play. He is a pace of play god. Like Manfred just puts him on repeat and just shows everybody like this is what we need. This is what I need out of my pitchers to improve pace of play. I need you throwing like a pitch every second. Like no time to wait around. Don't even worry about your signs. Just let it rip. Right. But I, I think I think you got to put Miley in as number three. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Because you think about it, if you're setting up in a series, let's say the Yankees, and we do capture home field advantage again, you got Verlander one, Cole two at home. Right. Then you go to Yankee Stadium. Let's say we take two at home, you know, like we did in 17. You take two games at home, you try want to keep that momentum going, and you want to put your best guy out there to kick it off in Yankee Stadium. And he's better than Wade Miley. Right, exactly. Or or just or just throw a wrench and everything and just put and put um Miley and Grinky first, and then Colin Verlander and Yankee Stadium. No, I'm joking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. 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 Forget those first two home games. Yeah, right? yeah. We don't, we don't need them. them. No. Um, so, okay, so, so so we got the Astros, you know, offense kind of um, kicked it up. Of course, we did get some help defensively. Uh, I'm sitting here watching on a loop this uh, the highlights from the game, and and almost every time we talk about D Gordon, like his 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 play comes up, and, man, that guy just looks so lost out there. But you know, I I remember I remember going through seasons like that with the Astros, where where you know you would have veteran players come over to the team, and they were kind of they just didn't perform like they did in other clubs, and and um, that's just that's just got to stink for them as a team to go out there and just get plummeled the way they did, you know. Um, but you know, how did the, how did the Astros come back the next day? You know, after scoring twenty one runs. That's got to almost be tiring, wouldn't you think? I mean, I don't know. Or, or they probably scored two. You know, that's, right. <laughs> yeah, you emptied the you emptied the well today. You probably scored two runs. You know, but uh, it's it's tough to come back. I mean, you saw they pulled. I, I'm, they left Springer in obviously to get his at bats while he was out. But I mean, they pulled Bregman in the third. Oh, you're you're gonna pull your guys out, so they're rusted. You know? Right, that's true. So, do we have any? Any like any series coming up? Any are are any of our series competitive that we have going forward um, for the for the Houston Astros? I mean, or is it is it all like most of it division? I'm I'm sitting here. Yeah, I mean we have the A's coming okay. up. I mean the A's are going to be that's going to be our only competitive because then okay. we finish with that we finish with the Rangers, Angels, Mariners, Angels. Okay. So this this is and oh I think the Royals yeah the Royals are squeezed in there after the A's this A series here okay so I mean the A's are playing really good baseball right now no. they you know they've been beating up on the Yankees consistently yeah they are no so, yeah that's that was that was fun to watch um, I was kind of disappointed I think that I think the Yankees are I think the Yankees are beating the Red Sox right now um, but that doesn't really make for good for good airtime talk but. <laughs> Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, okay. So the so the A's are the only real competitive guys we got. Yeah, which is a huge a huge series for them it though is, um, to keep them in the wild card race. What are what are some other topics you want to that you think we should hit on, or do you think we do you think we pretty much covered the gamut? I mean, we swept the Mariners, our thirteenth sweep of the season. Now coming to town, you have the Oakland A's and. You know they're all seven ten games. So there's no day games in there, which is probably good. Um, how do you think we fare? I know we got Grinky going, and then what are they going to put Framber Valdez out there again? Probably, I, I would think it'd be Framber. I mean, he's 
he's so hit or miss. You know, I get so nervous watching him pitch because he's so – and, he, it, you know, what's crazy about Fromber is he's got, like, every now and then he flashes that curveball, which is just nasty, <laughs> a disgusting curveball. Like, good luck hitting it. And then sometimes, you know, it's bases loaded, no outs, and he works his way out of it. Right. You know, and then sometimes it's seven to nothing in the first inning. So, Romber, he's hit or miss with us. I think we're going to be fine. Uh, what I'd be watching is definitely the just the home field advantage race. Oh, so, yeah, every uh, day. Watch the Yankees score. Watch the Dodgers score. Um, this is, like I said, this A series is going to be competitive just because the Cleveland is a game and a half out of the wild card right now. So, Cleveland's also going to be playing. They're going to be watching this series heavily. Cleveland will be, so – uh, there's a lot going on. I mean, not so much in this organization just because, I mean, as a fan, you should be watching other organizations besides ours right now. Right. Because we're pretty much set. I mean, Correa coming back would probably be the only news. That's it. You know, our rotation is what it is. Our bullpen is what it is, minus Presley coming back. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, bullpen. I was going to ask you, and and um, I, I think we – I don't know if we talked about it on the show or through, like, you know – messenger or whatever but um man will harris is pretty freaking un unstoppable right now like he's he's pretty unhittable do you think there's any chance that hinch let's say the bullpen gets taxed in a playoff game you think there's any chance that hinch slots him in for a save here or there when they get to the playoffs because man will harris has like 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 two like i think two or three games ago he struck out all three batters and I'm just like, dude, Will Harris yeah. is having another phenomenal year, you know? Yeah, he's back to his all-star. He's back to, like, that all-star season. I've been a big fan of Will Harris this year. Obviously, he worked on something and found his niche because he's been, like, the whipping boy for this rotation. I mean, for this bullpen. Right. I mean, it's been tough situations. He's come in, and then 90% of the time, he digs himself out. It's a lot to ask of a bullpen pitcher to come out with no outs and runners on second and third and not give up a run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Continues to be asked of. So, do I think he's earned a spot in the ninth? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, do I trust Osuna? Yes. As of late, he's looked pretty good. He has. I mean, he had one, he had that bad pitch, and then that you know got taken deep, and then by a very good hitter. Keep in mind, MVP candidate took him deep, but then like that. No. Yeah. Definitely. Still your closer. Get over it. <laughs> he's your guy. Just embrace it you know um he gives up loud outs that's the only thing i don't like about Osuna is he, he gives up a lot of loud outs but as of late he's but i would like to see harris in the ninth too also just a matchup matchup base you know exactly all right man that sounds good um i think we i think we've covered all the bases um i think we um are as excited as the rest of astros nation is going into october and this team has a chance to do things that not even the 2017 team did. I think when it comes to strikeouts in the playoffs, home runs in the playoffs, and, you know, so on and so forth. So I guess the story's yet to be written, but I'm pretty excited about what we, what we have set before us. Yeah, we have a lot to be excited about come October. But like I said, everybody out there, just watch other teams. Uh, this is September. So we're probably going to be cruising into October. So watch the other teams that are fighting. It's good baseball out there on TV. It is. Well, Hey Corey, thanks for joining the Robin wheelhouse show tonight. We were the Hightower and wheelhouse show. 
So I appreciate you, man. Always got good information. And um, folks, we appreciate you listening to our show. Let us know what you think. Um, We try to do our best to deliver quality content. And I will do my best to edit. Tonight, Rob has been out. He's actually took his wife to a concert tonight. Um, They are celebrating. She had her last chemo treatment. And so he was pretty excited about that. And I know they've been going through that. So uh, maybe send Rob some well wishes. And this is H-Town Wheelhouse. And Corey Hightower, we're signing out. Y'all have a good evening, folks. We'll talk to you in a few days. Later, Houston. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.